is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down. And I'd like to take a minute, just sit right there. I'll tell you how I became the prince of a town called Bel Air. Shout out to our black legacy TV shows. You guys know when we say our black legacy shows, you know, this is one of them. Huge shout out to Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. So everybody, welcome back to the Jameer Smith Show podcast. I am excited to be back with you guys. And since Insecure, we did so many reviews. And since then, I have gotten so many messages from you guys about, well, what's next? You know, there was so much, you know, coverage and love around Insecure and everyday you know, what do we talk about now since Insecure has wrapped? So I have fallen in love with a new show, everyone. And I have to say, Bel Air is one of my new TV faves. So first and foremost, let's start with thank you guys for coming back to the show. I hope that your Black History, the shortest month, <laughs> week has been going well. Um, you know, last week was so busy for me. Um, kind of giving you guys a high level. Uh, you guys have definitely followed my social media. And I want to say thank you so much to a good friend of mine, Yannick, who has been a part of the show. One of the principal dancers with Alvin Ailey American Dance Company. They were here in Atlanta, Georgia last week. And they were, of course, doing their yearly tour at the Fox. And I have to say this year, of course, did them even more justice. It's great to come back, you know, after the pandemic. And, you know, I think this was really one or two of my first, um, what, performances in-house. And, you know, it was packed. I, I had the opportunity to partner with their PR team. And a huge shout out to Alvin Ailey and the team who took so great care of me. I mean, from inviting me backstage to the Marquee Club, in addition to giving me some fantastic seats. And really, I just want to say thank you so much for just the always partnership that I have had with the company and now some new found uh, amazing people that work with the company. So a huge shout out to you guys. So Check your local listings to see when and where they will be in your city. I believe they just left uh, Houston. And I think if I remember correctly, they were in South Carolina. So let me tell you something. They are combing, as one of my best friends say, they are combing through the states. So please make sure that you guys check them out. In addition to a huge shout out to another beautiful creative who has been a part of our show Oh, wow. I mean, I think since we started and I talked about her last week uh, before I left, you know, we recorded the show. And we were talking about mental stability and, um, you know, creating the laws of attraction in your mind and what does it look like for yourself? So we will have a therapist on. But a huge shout out to Alex Deloach Davis for the release of Gallery88.com. And if you guys do not follow Alex Deloach Davis, make sure that you follow Gallery 88 because it is a curated space for artists everywhere, highlighting 
in Atlanta, in LA, in New York, and I believe they were just in Los Angeles uh, at one of the black art festivals that was going on with some creative artists that were in LA. I'm excited to do some really great coverage when I get to LA uh, with some black artists and even really just some artists in general that are out of Los Angeles in addition to um, inviting, you know, just some creatives to the show. And you guys know that's what we create here on the Jameer Smith show are, is this platform for creatives to tell their stories and for us to better understand, you know, their work. And of course, as I got back to Atlanta, you know, talk about art. And I mean, I have started to now really gain a stronger appreciation for artists on next. I mean, when I say on next level, next level. So um, I went to the Atlanta Contemporary Museum and and I'm sorry, that night I met an artist that was being featured in the uh, Atlanta Contemporary um, Exhibit now, Museum and they had an exhibit. Her name is Guinevere and I'm going to totally mess up your last name. So I'm so sorry. But Guyanard and it is a G-A-I-G-N-A-R-D. And she has an exam. Uh, exam and I can't even talk because I was so excited. So her exhibit is called This is America. And she was born in Greenfield uh, MA and she lives in LA right now um, and when I tell you one of my favorite pieces was um, you know this look at them look at us and I think this was it look at look at them look at at is something like that and I remember um, it's basically as we shine bright brighter than we've ever shined before and it was a neon panel with a uh, vintage wallpaper and um, it basically has this neon light that just says you know um, look at them look at us and I think the words alone just speak volumes especially the type of climate that we are living in in addition to her artistry and um, I have to say you know she'll be in Atlanta, um, I believe, oh my gosh, um, I think, and a huge shout out to Karen Lowe, I believe Karen said she'll be, um, I think in Atlanta through May, I believe, so check her out, you know, a lot of people, and I follow Gwenevieve on her social media, you know, people have been really shouting her out for her work, um, if you're used to her out of L.A., um, but in addition to just she has such a beautiful eye for art, for photographies, um, for creating a conversation. And it really is conversation pieces. And um, yeah, huge, huge, huge shout out to her. And of course, right after that, as I was leaving, I saw this gentleman and I was like, wait, I saw him last night at Alex's um, Gallery 88 opening. And James Williams, <laughs> out of this world. So James Williams is being featured. Uh, I'm sorry, James Williams III. He's being featured um, at the Atlanta Contemporary as well. And he has a feature called The Grass Will Grow. And it will run through uh, February 11th through May 15th of this year. And it's basically, it is a multimedia installation featuring two sculptural works 
and they're entitled uh, Seed 1 and Seed 2. And it's really accompanied by natural elements. I mean, it's an installation that was outside and you got to see the way he created different rocks of um, the way you move throughout um, the world and what does it feel like for you. Um, and, you know, I want to play a quick excerpt because I'm excited that he will be on our show very soon. He has been really working extremely hard to get this installation out. But, um, yeah. Just uh, the navigation towards asserting oneself in said space. And then this installation, a few different spaces get, um, get tapped into physical space, emotional space, mind space. So his installation really does tap into the mind space, the physical space of how you navigate through life. And I really was excited to meet him, to take a photo with him because he has really, he's another one that have really created the conversation on, um, you know, what is the right path in life for you? And even though there are going to be many different paths, hopefully, um, that path that you choose that God helps choose for you is the right one for you. But I think also navigating through the, 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 the twist and the turns of the world is exactly the type of conversation that he has really done. And I mean, it, when you get an opportunity, make sure you check it out. It is outside um, in one of the festivals. So um, yeah, huge shout out to James William the third. Um, I'm excited to bring you onto the show. A good, good, good brother. Like, I mean, his energy, his love was just infectious. So stay tuned for him. And again, shout out to Guinevere. Wow. Okay. <laughs> that was a lot. So let's get into it. Y'all know that y'all used to hum the words. Stop playing. <laughs> so I wanted to start this show with, as you guys know, we have a lot of, um, you know, things that we love here at the Jameer Smith show. And of course, I thought of something that was a huge passion of mine, which is, of course, black creators. And I remember seeing a few months ago or even maybe last year, um, I guess that would be a few months ago, <laughs> uh, Will Smith and Westbrook, uh, his company, talking about a reboot of uh, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And um, I remember they were thinking of titles and finally a title had like surfaced and hit the internet called Bel-Air. And um, I think for me, there are many things uh, that we don't want touched in this world. And when I say touched, meaning, you know, there are movies, there are television shows that are just iconic. You know, like I touched on it at the beginning of this show, you know, the Martins of the world, uh, the Fresh Princes, the Living Singles. But then also when you think of movies, you know, the Best Mans, even though they've now almost in Best Man number three. But um, the Jason's lyric of the world or the boomerangs, you know, even though Boomerang did a reboot on BET, you know, there are certain things that we just don't want touched because the original was just always so much better. 
But as we are living in the age of remakes and reboots and just reimaginings, you know, I feel like Will was just thinking of like new ideas and how does he really dust off, you know, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air that was on for so long and really affected many people of color. Like, I mean, blacks, whites, um, all nationalities, women, men, everyone, and how relevant it still is this day with the conversations, um, the emotions, the love, um, the fashion, you know, all of the above that was evoked within the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, the television show. Um, so when the idea of really just a dramatic reboot was, you know, thought of, I was like, I wonder who's going to pick it up, you know, because I think also that plays a huge factor in, you know, our, as far as, you know, the consumers, like, where are we going to view it and will it do it justice right so i think we think to ourselves like oh here we go and shout out to a lot of the the networks hopefully i can get picked up that was a plug but um you know you always want the network to mirror um really the the idea of the show and i think that's why we talk so heavily about insecure because hbo and insecure is like it just fit and so peacock you know, I have Xfinity and Peacock is a part of Xfinity and it takes you to that potential and it really explores what does it look like through a modern lens. And so I wanted to definitely talk about how this show affects me. But in addition to the comments that you guys have been leaving me, um, you know, on my social media, as far as Jameer underscore Smith on IG, but also uh, the Jameer Smith show at Gmail, you know, you guys were like, well, I love this show. Have you checked it out or tell me what you think about it? And I was like, you know what? Hold on. Let me check this out. Whatever everyone has been talking about. It did not at all disappoint. So Will Smith, who is played by Jabari Banks. Um, I love how before, as we start to talk about this, you know, I love how we are building and really um, exploring these characters because of course on the original Fresh Prince of Bel-Air you know I think it really just shows boom Will is coming from West Philly and coming to move to LA there's really no backstory just oh he was somewhat of a troubled kid but this Bel-Air um, and I believe it comes on Wednesdays don't quote me but I know it was like middle of the week when I got um, a notification so on Peacock but Jabari Banks, I have to say a huge shout out to Jabari Banks. I haven't seen him in a lot of other things. Of course, he's probably done some great work. Um, this has probably been the highlight so far of his career. And I definitely see a long life of some great work for him. Jabari embodies. When I say embodies, I had this conversation the other night. When you see people uh, recreating you know, certain roles... And I'm giving him his flowers huge with this name. I think of Angela Bassett and how she embodied Tina, you know, and when I say embodied as far as the mannerisms, the way, you know, he walks, the way he gets super emotional, how he reacts to certain things, um, his passion for just wanting to 
do his justice. I mean, from the beginning of the show, I mean, he's a star athlete. He's an honor roll student. Um, he's, of course, uh, he lives in West Philly. Um, and so he really does have a deep pride about where he comes from. And, you know, he expresses that to his mom. And I love how Aunt Viv, you know, y'all know Aunt Viv. She had that iconic short hair. But, you know, Aunt Viv really reminds me a lot of my mom, you know, that mom who wants to take care of home, um, you know, not coming from a lot of money, but, you know, living. And us as children thinking that, yeah, you know, we don't have a lot, but we're making it. So, you know, there is really no care in the world because I have a love for my home, a love for my home state. And so, you know, they even talk about the anxiety of the idea of going to college, you know, and him wanting to attend school at home. And I think that's one of those things that when we love our city so much, we want to make sure that we do every single thing that is birthed where we're birthed. And um, I like the idea that his mom is is really rooting for him uh, to do things outside of Philly because it is a dangerous city, making sure that he's not involved with any gangs and things like that. So um, Aunt Viv, she's played by April Parker Jones. I mean, she has played in so many Tyler Perry movies and shows to, I mean, she's such a phenomenal actress and she's really determined to keep her son on track and, you know, making sure that the scouts, and I believe it was Virginia State University, they're coming to watch him and just see him. He's sick on the court, you know, and, you know, Will Smith talks a lot about how basketball was his love and, you know, how his mom really rooted, roots, you know, still for him, but really rooted for him. And I think in that moment, you know, when the original theme song, it, it states that Will's life turned upside down. And I like to take a minute, just sit right there. I mean, the words itself talk about his experience. And so, um, you know, he has his best friend, Trey. And like in that moment, I was like, oh, wait, that's his firstborn's name. Awesome. You know, <laughs> and so he and Trey, you see that they're just like big around the city uh famous basketball high school stars you know but like they're the typical you know get in trouble teens you know not crazy trouble but it's just like you know they're just you know being guys at a young age and so they get into an account encounter with one of like the bullies and he's a drug dealer and so they really find themselves, and this is all episode one. I mean, it was so heavy, but they see themselves now at, you know, doing some type of deal, uh, creating some basketball game, and it turns violent. And I, I I had to turn it off because I will say the the initial conversation from everyone online is that it's dark. And it is like that beginning phase, but I think it's really the buildup, you know, that we are waiting on because those are the things that we just did not know about Will Smith's life that's not shown on cable TV in that time. And so um, Will and Trey, they start to just get kind of angry. And, and as Will attempts to kind of save Trey's life, he pulls out a gun and he threatens uh, the drug dealer who has really made um, a little wager, like a bet on this basketball game that they had to do. And so the police arrive 
And of course, they de-escalate the situation. But of course, in my mind, it immediately, like with the snap, he sees, he is in will, he sees um, the Trayvon Martins of the world or, you know, uh, how black men are being um, arrested without, you know, a, a shadow of a doubt. And so, I mean, let's be clear, to be honest, he did have a gun on him. But I think those traumatic scenes and moments uh, when um, officers try and de-escalate situations, you know, a lot of questions aren't really asked. Um, I think it's about de-escalating the situation first. And I think um, this right here plays a huge, it plays a huge footprint in his life moving forward. Because I think this scene is so dark and, and dramatic that he really does uh, foreshadow this in the future. And so it really goes into black mama mode. You know, it's when our parents always want to make sure that we are safe, that we are doing, um, you know, everything right as children. And so uh, Aunt Viv, she bails out Will and he actually ends up going to jail. And so before she even, you know, thinks of going home, she's like, well, I packed your stuff and you're headed to L.A. And I think as a kid, you can just imagine, you're like, wait a minute, I'm supposed to have basketball scouts see me. I want to finish out my year-ish in school. I have friends, you know, everything going on. And I got to leave? And so you see so much emotion in that car as she's driving him to the airport. I mean, literally just getting out of jail. So, I mean, can you imagine like the first few minutes are so heavy and emotional but very black because, you know, our parents always want to make sure that we are safe. And so you see him on a plane, not really excited to leave out of West Philly. And as he arrives, he meets his Uber driver. I love how you guys have modernized this man. So Jazz, a huge shout out to um, DJ Jazzy Jeff, you know, that is Will's uh, partner in crime, his best friend, um, you know, uh, another one who is iconic in the music industry with Will Smith. And so jazz is played by Jordan L. Jones. And you can already tell that this meeting, like between them, it's like Ike and Mike. It's, it's like, it's, it's, it's kismet, you know, you get to see how Will needs a friend in LA that knows Los Angeles. He's never been out of West Philly. And so Jazz really says, you know, hey, let's connect. Let's make sure that you're doing the right stuff in the city because the city can eat you up alive. And so they arrive to this beautiful mansion. I'm just thinking the opening credits of, you know, even the trailer, you see this gorgeous mansion. And I mean, as as Jazz drives Will up to this mansion, um, he has an encounter with Jeffrey, who is played. Let me tell you something. Huge shout out to Jeffrey. He is played. And I know I'm going to mess your last name up, but I think it's Jimmy Akingabola. Akingabola. Um, he receives like this enthusiastic love and hug from aunt viv and a huge shout out to cassandra freeman she is another one that has been a part of the tyler perry um empire and also um 
his cousins. You know, Hillary, uh, I mean, I haven't seen her in a lot of things, but Coco Jones, Coco Jones, Hillary, I'm so glad that they've been able to really modernize her character and her role, as well as uh, you see Ashley, who's played by Akiria Akbar. And um, as he comes to this home, um, I mean, all of this is all in one day of getting off of a plane, meeting, you know, his, his L.A. family that he knows about but never talks to them. And he goes into this party like it's this. It's it's a party for Uncle Phil. And I love how they got into Kendrick Lamar, uh, Uncle Phil, that theme. I mean, Kendrick Lamar's song came on and I almost lost it whenever they had that line from Uncle Phil. And um, Uncle Phil is played by Adrian Holmes and. You know, he had made a few calls, you know, to help Will avoid jail time. And um, you see it shot over to Carlton, who was played by Ali um, Shalatin. I know I have been messing up you guys' last names, but please hop on the show so I can be taught the right way. <laughs> but, um, you know, he's super guarded, uh, Carlton is, and he's concerned about how Will arrived in LA and how now this is going to impact all of their lives. But Uncle Phil, again, who's played by Adrian Holmes, he is campaigning to become the district attorney in LA. And his goal is really to bring equality and, um, and equity really back into the way that the criminal justice system has treated troubled young black men. And just having everyone know, um, you know, one of those troubling young men is living in his household and really could prove disastrous you know when you think about what he's trying to accomplish in this campaign but in addition to he starts to provide like this cover story that will has moved from bel-air um i'm from west philly to bel-air for just a better life you know a better situation because of the the mean streets of west philly and so we also meet lisa and she is Carlton's ex-girlfriend, but you can tell that she has a really great relationship with the family. She's played by Simone Joy Jones. And um, there's like this instant connection with Will that she has. And it's so, so funny how, you know, on The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Will is like this whole playboy. And I love how they've created this character that, you know, he's new to the city and in Bel-Air, um, there's like this chemistry. She's like a talented swimmer. And she's on track to, you know, for the Olympic tryouts. And they both attend Bel Air Academy. And I'm sorry, well, she's attending Bel Air Academy on scholarship. And they both are really just these urban kids. And so she looks at him like, wow, another person like me. And so she thinks that maybe their charity case is really in the eyes of others. And I think that's really the connection that they have on how they are success stories in their own right. But I think that is what separates them from a deeper connection that she had with Carlton. Cause Carlton of course lives behind, you know, the, the gates of the mansion, you know? So I think it really does show that how a, a love triangle between the, the three of them is starting to unfold. But I think also with the two cousins and her, 
it closes out, you know, with the family saying, hey, take Will to this party. We want to introduce him because he's starting school at Bel Air Academy next week. And we want to just make sure that he is comfortable and even meeting people. So um, it closes out with Carlton taking uh, Will to this party. And he sees Will and, and Lisa kind of dancing and talking with each other. And immediately you see Carlton is kind of high on uh, something. We notice as Will kind of walks in as he's, you know, getting comfortable at this new home, he sees Carlton is doing drugs. And um, I think that's a lot. You know, it was so heavy in this first episode. And it was a lot because it really does build even more character on Carlton. You know, he's just not a prep kid. You know, he it's the entitlement that we see even throughout the episode with um, I think it was the Meek Mill song. And the N-word is used a lot. And of course, a lot of Caucasians from his lacrosse team is using the N-word. And he's cool with it because, of course, he wants to be in the in-crowd. And this word really doesn't affect him. And Will kind of steps in. is like, oh, oh, wait, we're not doing that. What's what's up with you using the word? So if, I think in that moment, we, we saw the differentiation between the two. These two black men that are living in the same home with two different identities. And so Carlton pushes Will in the pool and they just have an altercation. Like, first of all, Will can't swim. I mean, he's from Philly. They didn't take swimming lessons in the hood. I mean, but shout out to the hood. A lot of people can't swim. And um, Will, uh, Lisa ends up saving him. She jumps in the pool and, you know, I think you can only imagine that he's just not too happy with Carlton, he's not happy being in Philly. And it's really a lot going on in the first episode. So he ends up punching him in the face and they get in this physical altercation that is recorded. And, you know, the characters really are proved to just see an updated version of how spot on it is and reminiscent of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, the television show from a while ago to now Bel-Air. And I have to be, I have to root for Jabari. You know, Jabari portrayal he really does bring out the vulnerability um and the heart really to the role um when you think of hillary uh coco jones is another portrayal that really stood out she she's stylish you know she's the fashion girl she's a social media influencer and she's based her entire um really internet her brand you know around the culinary pursuits and how she has created all of these recipes for and 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 created recipes i think that are been handed down from her family but um you know she's just taking a gap in the year from school and we find out that she drops out same you know storyline from the fresh prince of bel-air but also you know how she's living in her in the pool house and it's, it's a really nice nod to the original version, but I think also she's filming these different, you know, cooking tutorials that's bringing thousands and thousands of views and people are just loving her because she's super engaged with the audience. She's fashionable. She's that girly girl, but it's like she's still keeping it. She's keeping it hood. She's keeping it fun. And I think also you get to really see how we get to follow her own path and I think her mom, of course, wants more for her and she sees 
her mom is seeing her really fulfill her passions in the, in a way that maybe her mother was not able to. And, um, you know, Carlton, who's played by Oli Shalatin, um, you know, he's super smug and, and he's super petty and he's high strung. You know, I mean, you really see him affected. And, and, and I think you have to really look back at Carlton and say, you know, this is someone as Will is coming into the, our home and it's disruptive. You know, he's used to a certain way. He's used to being able to have all of the attention as we see. I mean, he's like the popular one in school that everyone either emulates and, and they look up to and all of these things. And so I think everything he was in the original is now times 10. You know, the series, it added, like, as I said, he was doing this Xanax as he was snorting. And, you know, he's a star athlete. But also, <laughs> you think of really how Will is a star athlete. And, and I love how they really just are building on this character that we just may not have known and could have been true, you know, with Carlton's role. Um, a huge shout out to Cassandra, who's playing Aunt Viv. I mean, my God. <laughs> She is the epitome of a black woman. We get to see her and Uncle Phil. They are both in sororities and fraternities. Um, you get to see her love for her sorority and how she always wants to give back, but also really fulfill her passions um, as an artist. You know, she's and uh, she paints, you know, these beautiful black um, moments. I have to say it like that moments because I remember even on uh, one of the episodes one through three, she hangs up one of her, her, her pieces and her friend comments on it. Wow, you're back. And I think, you know, as, as people, we always take the backseat sometimes to our relationships because we want the, our partners to flourish. You know, we want to make sure that we're giving them all the support that's needed and sometimes we hold our dreams to make sure that their dreams are taken care of. And that's really what we see with Aunt Viv and the relationship she has with Uncle Phil. I mean, their love is just unmatched. I mean, the chemistry between them, um, God, I love black love, but you do. I mean, again, we see this story so much with women, with men, you know, having to take the back seat. And I think, you know, as Uncle Phil talks about how he took the back seat because there were times when she was a top art curator and so now it's his time to focus on uh you know his seat and so he has to make sure that everything is is all buttoned up and i think we really do see a lot of adjustments i'll say that um between the two and so really my hopes for this series are really really high you know because as i mentioned the dramatic elements of the original and just how they're retelling this Peacock, um, Westbrook Studios, Will Smith, everyone in the writer's room. It, it's just full of a lot of callbacks. The originals, they have a lot of fans, you know, really saying <laughs> that rewatching the original Fresh Prince and now seeing this uh, Bel Air, it's really spot on. 
you know, and all the references. I'm, I'm just really eager to see how the series continues to unfold, how they continue to build on everything. And um, I, I'm excited. I, and you guys know I love black creators um, and a huge shout out to even some other shows that are getting uh, second seasons like Harlem um, with Megan Good. And uh, oh my God, you guys know we talked about that too in Harlem is just amazing so make sure you guys check out episode four um and it's called canvas and so you know we really do get to see how uncle phil is um he, he really is starting to focus on his career in politics and we see how that unfolds we really do see how he's trying to get back into the community um you know though he did a interview with big boy and um a lot of people reached out and, and I had this conversation earlier to a good friend of mine is that sometimes you don't see people until they need your vote. And so he has kind of removed himself, I guess, a, a little from the black community. But now that he needs the community to support him because his numbers are a little low in the black community. And listen, we support our own that support us. And um I think a lot of people just see the money, you know, when they look at Uncle Phil and his family. And of course, listen, they live in Bel Air. They live in this mansion with butlers. Um, a huge shout out to Jeffrey. My God, today, if you are not a boss on this Bel Air. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think it was really cool how they incorporated Alpha Phi Alpha. A huge shout out to the Alpha Phi Alpha fraternity incorporated um, in his role in kind of coming back and they had uh alpha cookout but really his brothers and his fraternity brothers disconnecting from him and how will brought all of that back together and you just can imagine if will was not there you know i think honestly it came at perfect timing so i i really think will as we see on the original and now as we see on bel-air will was really that glue for the entire family um, to really understand their dynamics of where they are and how they want to accomplish certain things um, in their own specific lives. Because I think Will was able to bring out that additional piece of energy that may not have ever been there before or a, a new lens that, you know, we all talk about, you know, what is our inspiration? And Will was definitely an inspiration. The same as I think they were, um, a, a safety inspiration for him and it was needed for him to leave West Philly um, and even in this current episode episode four I don't want to give too much because it did just come out but um, you really get to see how Jazz character is really played on you know and we really get to understand a lot of his dynamics um, you get to see Hillary really become a boss and figure out, you know, her life as a media influencer and the support that the family has. You know, there's a skating ring episode uh, scene in the episode that um, I'm glad that Will and Carlton kind of came together and brought the community out to this skating ring to actually have real life conversations with Uncle Phil, because that is something that he was missing. 
And again, as I say, if Will was not there, would that this have happened? You know, probably not. He was able to connect with the people. And I think that's what we always talk about is how do we continue to connect with the people? And that is how I'm connecting with you guys. So I'm so happy that this is out. You know, you guys know the same way we did with Insecure, we're going to be doing with Bel Air. And of course, it is, don't quote me, but I'm going to say Wednesdays on Peacock. And of course, if you have Xfinity, that is free. Um, a huge shout out to Xfinity. I need for y'all to be one of my uh, partners. How about that? What's up? And uh, make sure you guys stay tuned. Um, I have, again, some of the artists that I met this past week that will be on the show. We have someone so dear and so close to me that is coming back on the show um, to round out our black creators. Uh, you guys have loved the people that we have chosen for spotlights for the Jameer Smith show. Um, different creators, whether they are fashion moguls or um, home designers, uh, artists, whatever, you know, we've been able to choose and highlight two people a week. And, um, you know, I think we're going to probably continue doing that because, of course, it gives highlight on a higher level of, you know, these creators that are doing some phenomenal things in the world. And also it gets you guys to hopefully get them to come on the show and get you guys to ask questions um, on their career path and where they got to where they they got, you know, and I'm going to round this out by I was watching someone's IG live the other day. And she said something that how can you be the blueprint and still not be able to mentor other people and other people maybe follow you? And I appreciate her for saying that because I think there's so many times in life that we always want to do something different and I'm going to be, you know, the first that ever do it. And that's great. But you can't be the first that ever do does it. And then the buck stops there. It has to continue to evolve. So again, I'm not the only person that does podcasts. I'm not the only one that does reviews on shows or has interviews or even a show that provides a platform for creators. I just want to make sure that I am opening up this blueprint for next generations and for people just to continue to tell their stories on my show. And as I always say, for people to build relationships, because that is the only way any of us will, will really be able to last in this world. So thank you guys so much for coming back. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for this full recap. I mean, that was a lot. I had to do high level <laughs> of episodes one through three and four-ish because episode four, it just came out. So I didn't want to do so much of a spoiler, but make sure you guys check out Bel Air on Peacock. And again, thank you guys so much for all the love and the support and stay tuned, of course, for some, again, some amazing creators that will be on our show and we will be going live. That's right. L-I-V-E in March in Los Angeles. So stay tuned. Um, I will be at... Uh, just stay tuned. I'll be at uh, uh, a spot in Inglewood. And um, I'm excited, super excited to um, be there. So stay tuned for that. And that'll be uh, my birthday uh, around March 5th. So that first week um, we'll be in L.A. So thank you guys so much always for tuning in. And as we always say at the end of the show, stay positive, but stay creative. Until next time, thank you for tuning in. And I might as well kick it. First class, yo, this is bad. Drinking orange juice out of a champagne glass. Is this what the people of Bel Air living like? Hmm, this might be all right. But wait, I hear the prison.